church a place where we erupt the war with the nature of God in Christ through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit for we are the righteousness of God in Christ a shelter where souls and minds are renewed we are uh, we are called to change the world because we are already changed by Christ himself so we just want to go straight to the word of God the series that we have today our series today is called um, I mean, our series that we've been um, um, indulging in, we've been eating from, is called Eight Money Habits. Eight Money Habits. I hope you have already listened to the um, two sermons that we already have dished for you in the holy tabernacle of the Lord. And I hope that you are growing in it. I believe that God is about to enlarge us financially, but he wants us to know that he is the one who's going to maintain our finances, that we don't become like a young rich man who rejected Christ because of his wealth and that we don't become like those who led the wealth of this world to solo them but we know that whatever we have it is from the Lord and that he continued to be the maintainer and the sustainer of our finances so we are actually learning about how to be able to be trusted as stewards how to be able to be trusted as stewards of God. So our our sermons today is titled, remember we are on a series called Eight Money Habits. Eight Money Habits. Number number eight is the, it represents new beginning. It represents the new beginning. So our um title sermon, our 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 sermon is titled Watch and Pray. Watch and Pray. I believe that we are we are we are encouraged by the lord to watch and pray our finances to watch and pray to watch our money and pray over it amen so our subtitle message is called i must keep good track record of my money write it down i must keep good track records of my money please write it down our sermon is titled watch and pray our subtitle is I must keep good track record of my money. I must keep good track, good track record of my money. So God wants you to watch and pray. And for you to be able to watch and pray, you must do what you must keep good track record of your money. The Bible um, it, it has given us the wisdom to be able to learn how to do what? How to track our money. How to track our money. So we are as to do what we are as to to be able to know how to track our our money god wants us to be able to track our our money so without wasting any time let's go and let's get it let's go and let's get it so we're gonna start with the word matthew chapter 26 verse 40 we're gonna have a lot of scriptures remember we are a house that believes in the word of god so we live by the word of god nothing else so may you may you not sleep on me may you not sleep on me all right matthew chapter 26 verse 40 to 31 um then then he returned to the three disciples found them asleep and he said peter how is that you were three how is that you three were not able to keep watch with me for even one hour verse 41 keep watch and pray that you will not fall into temptation the spirit is willing but the flesh is is weak um one of the things that people must understand that for you to be able to 
watch over your money and 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 uh, as a, as as a child of God you must continue to to watch and and pray for you to be able to to keep good record of your money you must be able to to watch and pray the the, the word watch it means you cut over you 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 you, you make sure that you, every rent that comes in and every rent that goes out you know where it it goes that's where God wants to to take us but I want us to look at look at it in this view just Christ tells the three disciples and says hey how is that that you three were not able to keep watch with me for one hour in verse one in verse 41 it says keep and keep in verse 41 it says keep watch and pray that you will not fall into temptation the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak you must understand that for you to be able to handle the money that god is going to give you you must be able to be a man of prayer a woman in prayer why because you are going to fall into a lot of temptations if you don't have the spirit of the lord guiding you because the enemy will only trust you with something that he's that is going to destroy you. But God can only trust you with something that's going to build you. So God will never trust you with something that you are not ready to handle. That's why he will give us this word so that he can prepare us so that the word can be tested. Some of you, you don't understand this. God can never give you a word and does not test it. Every time when God gives you a word, he will test your word. He will test his word in your life to make sure that it becomes part of who you are. So some of us, we hear the word, but we don't want to make the word to be part of who we are. So we must understand that God wants us, God wants the word to be part of who we are. God wants the word to be part of who we are. Every time when a blessing comes, the enemy already knows and he will work on an counter-attack to make sure that he sabotages the blessing that God has given you. Even when God is about to bless us, there's an enemy, the enemy already knows. The Bible says then then there were elders in heaven that made God, that made God, and within them, Satan was among them. So you must understand that Satan has asses in heaven to go and go and um, having a conversation with God about your life. Why? Because he is a spirit. He's still able to enter different realms of spirit. But God wants us to know that we are to do what we are to watch and pray. So when we watch and pray over our finances, we are able to do what? To overcome all the temptation that comes, that comes with being able to manage money. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. Let's continue. Proverbs 27, verse 23 to 34. Please write this down. You need to write this word down. You need to write this word down. Remember, Proverbs 27, verse 23 to 24. Proverbs 27, verse 23 to 24 says, Riches can disappear fast. So watch your business. Listen to that. Riches can disappear fast. So watch your business interest closely. Know that the, know the states of your flocks and heads. Bez, riches can disappear fast. So if you are not a man who is able to watch as a as a as 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 a good steward, you are not going to be able to 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 to, to receive more because the Bible says, "Be faithful with a little, and I will trust you with much." And the Bible says, "To whom is trusted, much is required." So some of us we 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 led to pass the little test that God has given us. Remember, as I am speaking right now, that the. The, the, the enemy knows that God is already at the front line being able to bless his children, being able to 
being ready to bless his children. But as God is about to bless his children, God is pouring wisdom upon his children. This is the wisdom that God is giving us in this season. Please make sure that you listen to it. Please make sure that your ear is open to receive what the Lord is saying to us. So the riches can disappear fast. So watch your business interest closely. Know the state of your flocks and heads. So God wants us to do what? To know where our money is going and where our money is coming from. When you record what you have, when you record what you have, you will you will have less worry. When you record what you have, you will have less worry. When you record what you have, you will have less worry. So we are called to properly steward what God has given to us. We are called to properly steward what God has given us. So for us to be able to do what? To foster a healthy relationship with money. For us to be able to do what? To foster a healthy relationship with money. I want you to write it down. We are called to properly steward what God has given unto us. For us to be able to foster a healthy relationship with money. God wants us to have a healthy relationship with money. That's number one. I want you to write it down. Number one. Our, point, our first point in this, uh, in this sermon God wants us to have a healthy relationship with money. God wants you to have a healthy relationship with money. Some of us, we have the fear to be able to, 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 to do our budget. And we take, we take it as a small thing. You don't want to talk about money. You don't want to talk about money in your marriage. You don't want to talk about money in your relationship. You don't want to talk about money with anyone. You only do things alone. And that's where the enemy wants you. That's where he's able to steal your money. But I believe that God in this season, he's breaking yokes. He's breaking bondages. He's breaking strongholds in our mind. He's breaking every spirit of pride. He's breaking everything that has been hindering us to walk in the increasement that God has for us to be able to be good steward. So God wants us to have healthy relationship with money. In the year of 2023, you shall not be afraid of money, but money shall be attracted to you in the name of Jesus Christ. You shall have a good relationship with money. You shall not be a lover of money, but yet again, you shall have a good relationship with money. That's where God is taking us as a church. So we must understand also that we're living in a culture that tells us having more is better. We're living in a culture that tells us that having more is better, which is a deception from the enemy. It is a deception from the enemy. So it tells you that you must have a bigger house, a bigger car, a, a bigger... A, everything must be big. The more bigger, the more expensive it is. We're living in a, in a culture where that it tells us for you to be able to, rec- to be recognized, you must have a certain a brand that... It, that, that has your name on it. You must wear a certain brand. Is a, is a deception of the enemy. That's when you're living according to the patterns of this world. But God wants us to not live according to the pattern of this world, but to live according to his word, according to his will. We, he wants us to be, he wants he want to, and he wants to, to separate us. He wants us to, 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 to not be attached to this world, materials. He, want, he wants us to live a life that is not dominated by material things. Some of us, we go to places to, have, to, to look for answers. Why? Because we want these materials. Even though we call ourselves believers, yes, I'm talking to you. But God is saying, hey, repent, oh child of God. Because this life is not about materials. We walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Every time when you pursue material things, you are 
pursuing it because you want to satisfy a hole in your heart that can only be satisfied by God. So God knows that this culture that the world has developed, the princes of this world has developed, it does not take us anywhere. So if we are trying to find our happiness in money, we will never be satisfied. So God wants us to have a good relationship with money, but he doesn't want us to have to have to, to he doesn't want us to have fulfillment in money. He doesn't want us to have to 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 to, to get our satisfaction for money. He doesn't want us to fill the void that only he can fill for money. So God is teaching us how to be good stewards. So the one thing that you must understand, for you to be a good steward, you must do what? You must have a healthy relationship with money. You must not, you must not let money be a source of happiness. Money is not the source of happiness. Money is what God has given unto us to be able to fulfill the, his purpose on earth. Action on the Lord. Every, every person in the house of the Lord, God has given him a mandate to contribute to his purpose. You are the one who chooses not to or, or who chooses to contribute or not to because God loves a cheerful giver. So whoever loves money will never, will never have enough. Whoever loves money will never have enough. So when you continue to love money, you will never have enough. Why? Because you have this hold inside of you that you think that can only be filled by money. Remember, numbers are infinite. Numbers are, 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 are unlimited. They, they, are, they go beyond infinity. Numbers are beyond infinity. So if you are a man that loves money, if you are a man that's satisfied by money, you will never have enough. Because even when you have a loss, you think that you have less. Why? Because that's what the spirit of mammon does. It wants you to occupy everything. It's a spirit of pride that will consume you at the end. That's where God wants us to that's what God wants us to understand that we must have a good relationship with money. We can never let we can never let we can never let ourselves to be caught up in a position whereby we are satisfied by money. Listen to this. How to have a healthy relationship with money. Point number one. Listen to that. How to have a, a good relationship with money. These are the things that you must avoid as a child of God. Point number one, whoever loves money will never have enough. I've already said that. Listen to this. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10. Whoever loves money never, never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This, this too is meaningless. This too is meaningless. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This is meaningless. Father, may you deliver us today. So, God is trying to say, hey, be content with what you have. Because all these things are meaningless. All these things that we are chasing are meaningless. God wants us to chase papers, not paper. He wants us to chase papers, not paper. So before we can be stewards, before we can, we can steward what God gives us, we need to have a healthy relationship with money. Before we can steward what God gives us, we need to have a healthy relationship with money. God will teach you to have a good, healthy relationship with money. Why? Because he wants to trust you with more. Some of us, we want to be a world changers, world leaders, but we don't have a good, healthy relationship with money. Remember, money was, meant, was never meant to be a source of raising 
people has never been been a source of raising our children. Money can never be a good source to raise our children, to raise a nation, to raise people. Money is a tool that we use to establish God's purpose, not to raise them. We raise them with the word of God because money is meaningless. Money, it is the source of this world. It's a tool that we use. We don't worship money. We don't add a lot of money. We don't get, we don't make money our source of happiness. Some of you, when you are, your, your account is zero, you, you, we can see that your account is zero. You are all depressed. You are all frustrated. Why? Because you have forgotten that he is Jaira. Remember? He is Jaira, Jehovah Jaira. You have, gotten, you have forgotten that God is your source and provider. But God is saying, hey, remember that whoever loves money never has enough. So believers in Christ are called to contentment with what God has given them in each stage of, of life. So God has called us to be content with everything that we have in every season of our life. God wants us to be content with everything that we have with every season in our life. So God doesn't want money to control us, but he wants us to be able to control money. Point number two, it is, it, it is God who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18, write it down. It is God who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. Point number three, you cannot save God and money. You can never, you can never save God and money. Matthew chapter 6 verse, 20, verse 24 says, No one can save two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot save God and money. You can never save God and money. So when you are consumed, remember we said how to have a healthy relationship with money. This is point number one. In a step. This is a point number one. How to have healthy relationship with, with, with money. Within, those, within the point number one, we deal with this five points that I'm giving you right now that you can, one of, number three point is you can never save God and money. You can never save God and money. You, we, 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 we tend to think that we are saving God, but sometimes we are saving, we are saving the spirit of mammon. The spirit of mammon. So what we do, we think that we are saving God, especially those who grow up in church, especially those who are, are go to church and call themselves Christian. We love to examine ourselves from the word of God. And that's when the enemy is able to do what? To come and steal what God has given unto us. Because we let the enemy steal the word of God from our heart. So we can never worship God and worship money. Number four, don't be greedy for money. First Peter chapter 5, verse 2. Don't be greedy for money. Don't do anything in exchange of anything. Some of us, we, we think we are helping people, but actually we are helping ourselves. We can only do anything that will benefit us. I can only give unto this church because I'm benefiting. I can only um, help this person. I can only be a friend of that individual because I'm going to benefit at the end of the day. But God is looking at your heart. Are you doing this to benefit? Or are you doing this to be part of God's work plan? Are you doing this for God to use you? Because God is looking at the heart. Because immediately when you do what? Immediately when you are greedy, you will always do things for people who are going to do things for you. 
you are not going to do things because God has convicted you to do it. Even when the Holy Spirit can convict you to do something, you still have something in your mind that I must get interest, which is greedy. God can not use you as a good steward to manage his heavenly wealth. Number five, whoever is greedy troubles his household. Listen to that. Whoever is greedy troubles his household. Proverbs 15 verse 27. Whoever is greedy for unjust gain troubles in his own household. But he who hates bribes will leave. He who hates bribes will leave. So God also wants us to understand that we must avoid bribes. We must avoid bribes. This is how God is going to elevate us. Because we must understand something. People don't understand. The more you are trusted with money, the more temptations you are going to have. But as children of the Lord, we don't want to hear that. We want just say, oh Lord, I receive. Bless me right now. Increase me right now. Elevate me right now. But you don't understand that the moment your blessing is activated, also your enemies are activated. The Bible says he prepared a table in the midst of your enemies. He does not prepare your table alone. So we must understand that it is very important in this season that we learn how to use our money. That when you are trusted with money, there will come all these temptations. That's why when, you, when, we, when we started, we started with Matthew chapter 26 to verse 40 to verse 41. It says, keep watch and pray. We must understand that we must continue to do what? We must continue to watch and pray. We must continue to watch and pray. That's way, that's the only way we are going to overcome. But if we don't watch and pray, we are not going to be able to overcome. Let's move on. Let's move on. So number two on our points. Remember we did number one and we did five points on the number one. And number one point was to what? Was what? Was to how it was how to have a healthy relationship with man how to have a healthy relationship with one and we are looking at the five points that we already touched on so we're gonna move to number two how to properly watch stores and manage what god has given you i want you to write it down how to properly watch steward or manage what god has given you how to properly watch steward or manage what God has given unto you. I hope you have written that down. This is going to help you. That is number two. So we get to understand the scriptures remind us that God is our uh, God is an ultimate owner of everything here on earth. We've already touched it on our last sermon. When we read Romans chapter 11 verse 36. That God is, God is the owner of everything on this earth. And when we come to that realization that God is an owner of everything on this earth. We begin to trust him as our Jehovah Jireh. So we must learn to do what? To trust him as Jehovah Jireh so he can be able to do what? As he, as he can, so he can be able to trust us as, watch, as, our, as a watchman over his wealth. To be good stewards. To be good managers over his, his wealth. So how to properly watch a stewards or manage what God has given unto you? Romans 11 verse 36 says, everything comes from God. Romans chapter 11 verse 36 says everything comes from God and everything exists by his power and everything is intended for his glory. Everything is intended for his glory. That's where God is taking us. Come on somebody. So we must understand that everything exists because of God's will. Point number one on how to properly watch, steward and manage God's money. Point number one. God blesses those who make money through honest work rather than sinful practice. So if you want God to trust you as a watchman 
as a good steward, as a man who's going to manage his money, you must understand that God blesses those who make money through honest work rather than sinful practice. So God is not going to enlarge you. If you are being enlarged, it's not God who's enlarging you. It is the enemy because people don't understand that also the devil can bless his children as long as they continue to live in sin. God will spawn the, the, Satan, pardon me, Satan, God forbid, Satan will sponsor you to continue to sin. Satan will, will market you to continue to bring others to sin. Satan will sponsor you. But God will never do that. So if you see a man who's prospering in, is who's prospering and he still has a wicked heart, it's because the devil is sponsoring him to bring others to. You must understand as we are discipling, as we are evangelizing, as we are fighting this war, also the enemy is fighting, also the enemy is sponsoring his, his, his agents to continue to walk in sin, to continue to lead others in sin. But people don't want to understand that. That's why when we ask you to give unto the will of God, we are not saying to give unto us. We say, hey, let us be able to empty hell so that heaven can be filled. But the world, the enemy has deceived the church so much that even the, we, even the, our brothers and sisters are persecuting each other. We can see all over the network that every Christian are persecuting Christians. We are not united. Why? Because we have not understand that even the enemy sponsors his disobedient sons. So God will never sponsor you. And listen to this, Proverbs 18 verse 11. This honest money dwells away. Says this honest money dwells away, but whoever gathers money will little by little makes it grow. So whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. So God wants you to learn the principles of being able to save money little by little. Number two, God calls us to pay back what we owe and help those who have helped us. <clears throat> God calls us to pay back what we owe and help us those who have helped us. I'm not contradicting myself. I know what I said from the beginning. I ought to get God 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 calls us to back God calls us God calls God calls us to pay back what we owe and help those who have helped us. I want you to write that down. So God wants you to pay what you've owed. But yes again, I ought to get and also he wants you to help those who have helped you. But yet again, he doesn't want you to go into things in wrong motives because the Bible says that he checks our heart. Why I'm saying this? Because if you're not careful of doing things for people who are doing it with a wrong heart, you may miss your blessing. You may wonder why I'm not, I'm, I'm in the same place. Why I'm not meeting new people who are taking me to another level. Why? Because you did, you did something because you wanted that person to help you and God saw your heart. So God wants you to help people from a place when you held them back from a place of, of generosity, not from a place of them doing something for you. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So in James chapter 4, verse 6, in James chapter 5, um, chapter 5, verse 4 to 6, it says, Pay what you owe to others. Ne? Emphasis at it. it says, Look, the ways you fail to pay the workers who mourn your fails are crying out against you. So if you are going to be an entrepreneur, if you are going to be a businessman, do not find yourself in this in this state. It says this Christ, this Christ of the harvesters have reached the Christ of the Lord Almighty. Hmm. You have lived and on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fettered yourself in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one who was not opposing you. So do not find yourself as an entrepreneur. 
paying your employees less money, but in indulging yourself in the fitness of their labor. So if you want God to trust you, if you want to be a kingdom financer, you must make your money in an honest way. You must not cheat people's money. You must always pay back what what belongs to people. And you must help people from a place of generosity. Number three, it it is wise for us to plan, think through how we will make money and spend money. So it is wise for us to plan and think of how we're going to use our money. I'm going to go a little faster. Because I'm trying to cover time. All together. But please write this down. It is wise for us to plan, think through how we're going to make money and spend money. So it is wiser that we plan, think how we're going to make money and spend money. Proverbs 18 and 16 gives us a guidance. It says, a wise man thinks ahead. A fool does not. Even breaks about it. A wise man thinks ahead. A fool does not. Even breaks about it. So a wise man thinks ahead. The Bible says, plan and submit your plan unto me. The Bible, God says, Solomon says, hey, be a wise man. Plan down. Submit your plan to God and be patient for the Lord to teach you how to work the plan. Because sometimes you can submit the plan and God says, nah, we still need to work on it. But you need to pay, you need to have patience, you need to have the fruits of the Holy Spirit to be able to work in that multitude of having the fullness of of God in what you are planning. Because some of us, we hear the Lord, we only get the introduction and we leave the presence of the Lord for because we don't want to be led by the Holy Spirit. We want to be led by our flesh. God will give you an introduction just to test you. He will give you an introduction just to test you. He will not give you the body and the conclusion. As he see your heart, as a man who doesn't want to dwell in the presence, who doesn't want to dwell in the shadow of the Lord, you will go with the introduction, but you will miss the body and the conclusion of what God had for you. I hope I'm speaking to someone. Number four, save money. Saving money can help us. Saving money can help set us up for future financial success. Write it down. Saving money can help set us up for future financial success. God has been dealing with, dealing with me and my household that we are we are to continue to press on on saving money because what it will ignite your success proverbs 13 proverbs 13 we go to proverbs 13 also it says a wise man thinks ahead a fool does not he does not and even and even breaks about it he even breaks about it number five do not promise to pay a debt if you cannot afford to pay it let your no be no and your yes be yes this where God needs to be able. Remember every money that God will give you, he will give you to take care of your household and also he will give you to be able to plant in his workship because the Bible says we are his work, workmanship. So he will trust you with money to take care of your family, but also he will trust you, trust you with money to be able to change nations, to give unto his work. So you must understand you cannot be a person who, you cannot be a person who owes people and you want God to trust you with his, with his wealth and with his riches. So you must learn to say no when you are given a loan. You must learn to say no when someone wants an insane money from you. Some of you ask, we don't know how to say no. But we want to be good steward. When you're going to be good steward, you must learn. The Bible says, let your no be no and your yes be yes. Your yes be yes. So when we read Proverbs 
14 verse 23 it says be not be not one of those who give pledges who put up security for debts if you have nothing with which you to pay why should you bet why should your bet be taken from form under you i'm gonna read that again this is so very powerful be not one of those who give pledges who put up security for debts if you have nothing with which you to pay why should your bed be taken from under you don't be a person who to, to, who, 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 who is committed to pledges but you're not going to fulfill them Remember when you when we offer an opportunity in the church to pledge, it is a conversation that you're going to have with God. It is a com, com, conserv, conversation that you're going to have with God. We are not forcing you to do that. So you must go to God and say, Lord, um, and you must check your budget and say, Lord, increase me so use me so I can be be one of your kingdom finances to give unto your work. It is an opportunity of blessing that the church, that God will give you through the church to plant and to be part of His work, to be in partnership with with Him with the little with, with the little that you have. He loves cheerful givers. So when we say pledge, you must go to God and say, Lord, teach me how to fix my budgets. And this is how we are teaching you right now. Here, here the Lord is speaking to you. We all together. So we must not be like those who are just doing things. Through spiritual, um, 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 emotional, um, 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 motivation and inspiration, it must come from the Lord. It must, we must have an agreement with God and say, God, use me as a kingdom financer. Prepare my heart. Give me wisdom and understanding to be able to be a good steward for Your kingdom. That's when God will enlarge your territory. That's when God will enlarge you. He will enlarge, will enlarge you with more, so that you can be able to occupy more because He trusts you as a kingdom financer. So do not be those you um you make an agreement with God and you 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 don't become faithful to it. So we go into a, a second part. We're done with watch. How to watch? How to be able to be a good steward? So why do we pray over our money? Praying for our finances is just as important as praying for anything else. The truth is that we need money to sustain us. While we are on earth, the Bible says money is the answer of all things. Money is the answer of all things. The one thing that people miss, we miss to pray over our money. We get our money, we never pray over it. That's why the enemy comes and do whatever he does because we don't have, we don't, we don't make time to to meditate and say, Lord, I've gotten my salary, I've got my wage, Lord, I surrender this money until I cover it with the blood of Jesus. So we must learn to be able to pray over our money. We must learn to be able to pray over our money. And how do we do that? How do we do that? First, first point: when you pray for for your finances, you simply make a request. And, and your needs known to God. You simply make a request and your needs known to God. Write it down. When you make a request, when you pray for your finance, you simply make your request and needs known to God. I'm going to repeat myself. When you pray for your finances, you simply make your request and needs known to God. So God wants you to know your request. You also must make your request known unto God and your needs unto God. So some of us, what we do, we don't have a journal that shows us, okay, God, this is what we need. God has given me this way because he wants us, when we enter 2023, to have goals. You must write them down. You must have goals that you're going to invest on regarding your money. 
You must have goals. You must have. You you must not spend beyond your goal. You must continue to be on your goals. This is a year twenty twenty three, and this is what we have planned to spend on. We are not going to spend on anything else but these three items. That's all. These four items or on this part. That's where God is taking us to 2023 god gave me this when i say hey i want you when you enter 2023 to be fully prepared and to know how to use money because he's about to trust us with money i'm telling you if you are a child of this church god is about to trust you with money but he wants you to have this wisdom he wants you to have this wisdom philippians chapter 4 verse 6 17 says philippians chapter 4 verse 17 Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7 says, Do not worry about anything, but in all your prayers, ask God for what you need. Ask God for what you need. Always asking Him with a thankful heart, and God's peace, which is far beyond your human understanding, will keep your hearts and minds safe in union with Christ Jesus. That's one of the important things that you need to understand. Remember, when you are a man who is attached to materials, your money is controlled by this world. If you're a man who is attached to this world, your money is attached, your money is controlled by this world. So God wants us to understand that He is the one who gives us peace. So you must pray over your money so that you may have peace. That you, you don't have desires that are unnecessary towards your body, towards your spirit, and towards your mind. Number two, God has already promised to provide for us. God has already promised to provide for us. So when God has already promised to provide for us, so you don't pray for something that you know that you don't have. Mark 11 verse 24, that when you pray, believe that what you prayed for, you already have it. So the problem with us, we don't have patience. So when we read in Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 to 20, the same chapter, it says, With all his abundant wealth through Christ Jesus, may God supply all your needs to our God and Father and to our God the Father be the glory forever and ever. So every time when God supplies our needs and wants, it is because He wants our needs and wants to glorify Him. Everything that God does, it has to come back and glorify Him. So that's how you pray. When everything, when you ask God for something, is this thing glorifying God? Remember, clothes and food, God has already covered that. God knows that you need to eat. God knows that you need to wear. You must start enough praying Prayers that shake the kingdom of darkness. Some of us, we still pray little prayers. We must pray big prayers and use the simple principalities to manage what God has given us. Because God does not use difficult principles. He uses simple principles to manage uh, bigger things. He, didn't, he only used a rock to kill Goliath. I want you to get on and say, he only used a rock to, to, to kill Goliath. He only used a cross to overcome the, the kingdom of darkness. That's how God operates. Some of us, we want big things, things that are taboo, things that are, are mind-blowing. But this is what God is giving you. Hear the Lord. This how what this how God wants us to manage our money in the year of 2023. He wants us to know that he has already provided. Only he wants you to do is live in faith and trust him. You are frustrated because you don't trust God as a Jehovah Jireh. You don't know how to be a good steward. When you're a good steward, you are like a farmer. I want you to hear me. When you're a good steward, you are like a farmer. Who knows that the crops are going to grow in their own season? Who patiently wait? That's why it is very important to save as little as you can. Number three, all we have to do is ask by faith in Christ. All you have to do is ask by faith in Christ. That's how you pray. Number one, you must simply 
submit your request and your needs known to God. Number two, you must you must you must know that God already God has already promised to provide for you. You must know that. Number three, you must ask by faith in Christ. Listen to this. Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Know and the door will be open to you. For even who asks will receive. And anyone who seeks will find. The door will be open to those who knock. The door will be open to those who knock. I'm closing. So God is giving us this word in this season. To know that we must know that it is very important to watch and to pray. For us to be able to do what? For us to be able to keep a good record of our money. For us to be able to keep a good record of our money. God God wants us to learn how to watch and pray. To watch, meaning to be good stewards of our money. To know where our rent goes and where our rent, how is our rent going to come back. And to pray and to continue to ask and submit our request unto God according to his word, not according to our fleshy needs, but according to his word. And God promised that he will grant us there. That's how God wants us to do it. There's no any other way. He only took a rock. David only used a rock to kill Goliath. God himself only used the cross to conquer the kingdom of darkness and redeem us from sin and death. So if you don't hear what the Lord is saying right now, I don't know what you need. May the Lord break that yoke in your mind. May the Lord break every hidden thing in your heart. But this is how God wants us to do it in the year of 2022 as we go into the year of 2023. And I believe God is going to do an amazing thing in this season. So these are the declarations that I want us to do. Please go with me. Do not sleep on me. I want us to have this declaration wherever you are. Shout unto your lungs, unto your spirit, and declare these prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, cleanse my mind with the I cleanse my mind with the blood of Jesus Christ. And rebook any locust divide in the name of Jesus Christ. We're gonna say it again. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I cleanse my mind with the blood of Jesus Christ. I rebuke any any locust devoir in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, cleanse my mind with the blood of Jesus Christ. And I, I rebuke any locust and devoir in the name of Jesus Christ. Number two declaration. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let the riches of the ungodly be transferred into my hands in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let the riches of the ungodly be transferred into my hands in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, one more time. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let the riches of the ungodly be transferred into my hands in the name of Jesus Christ. Number three, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare and I decree that 
I will rise above the unbelievers around me. I declare and I decree that I will rise above, above the unbelievers around me in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare and I decree, come on somebody, that I will rise above the unbelievers around me in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, come on someone, don't, 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 don't stop. I declare and I decree that I will rise above the unbelievers around me in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come on, clap hands for the Lord right there. Clap hands for the Lord right there. Clap hands for the Lord. I believe God is uprooting. He's, 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 he's demolishing. He's, he's destroying every work of the enemy that has been hindering us to walk in the prosperity that God has for us. Remember, we are not... We are not a people who chase after money, but we are a people who chase after peoples. That's why God wants us to learn how to watch and pray over our money, to watch and pray over our money. I believe God is doing an amazing thing and God is, will continue to shape in us. Um, it is time for offering now. It is time for offering right now. Uh, my wife will be coming right now now to come and give us offering. Um, I don't know if she's, she, she's, I think she went to the toilet, but she will be back right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. She'll be giving us, um, she can come now on the stage, hallelujah, and give us um, our offering today. I hope that you are blessed and you are satisfied. Amen. Amen. Good morning, good morning, good morning, family. Welcome to Shelter Church. I hope you enjoyed the service and I hope we're growing in our finances as we are I hope we are growing in our finances as we are learning Holy Spirit about the eight financial habits amen amen today I just want us about the money habits amen today I just want us to open in the book of Matthews 5 to 23 to 24 um, I will be reading it in the message Bible. It says, and this is how I want you to conduct yourself in this, in these matters. If you enter your place of worship and about to make an offering. So if you enter your place of worship and you are about to make an offering, you, and you suddenly remember that you're holding a grudge against someone abandon your offering so god says leave that offering that you are about to give abandon it leave immediately go to this friend and make things right Amen. then and then only come back come back with that offering don't go and spend it with that friend come back with that offering and come back and work things out with god so what does this teach us? It teaches us that it is no use for us to give with when we're holding grudges, when we have anger in our hearts, you know. But it is good that when we're giving to God, that we we make sure that we are forgiving. If we have forgiven everyone, that we are holding no grudges against anyone, so that we are giving from a place of a pure heart. 
you know we're saying god with this i'm giving unto you you know so we're seeing here the power of forgiveness being seeing the power of offering that you know what offering is not just giving your money no but there is a spiritual process that happens when we offer amen so today i just want us to remember as we're going out through this week that hey um let us forgive everyone that we're holding grudges against let us know that when we come to give our offering we are coming to commune with god you know to 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 be in partnership with god and god wants us to partner with him with pure hearts with a good heart amen so thank you so much everyone um continue to give to our shelter church give your pledges your tithe your offering and give towards the house of the lord in the mighty name of jesus thank you let me just pray over this offering right now father we thank you holy spirit for each and every person oh god that's about to give holy spirit this wonderful morning may you bless their offering holy spirit may you increase it oh god in the mighty name of jesus may you multiply it holy spirit father they are offering oh god Father, may it be um, a seed unto good soil, Holy Spirit, that, Father, they will grow and multiply, Holy Spirit, and feed the nations, O oh God. Feed the nations with your word, with your goodness, O oh God, that may it reach, Holy Spirit, Father, a thousand more, Holy Spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Amen, amen, amen. Church is out. Love you guys. Enjoy your week and remember God loves you.